Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering, why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hello, listeners. I am so incredibly happy and excited that I'm having this conversation today, and I'm bringing you along on this journey with me because Judy and I met, actually, we don't know how or when we originally met, but we most recently connected again on Instagram, and We have so many things in common. And one of those things is our faith. And the other thing is entrepreneurship. And we came together this morning to do a collaboration interview where she's going to publish this episode on her show. I'm going to publish the episode on my show. And we want to inspire you in many ways. But the one thing that I think is going to be at the heart of our conversation is discernment. And this is going to be something that you're going to, I think, have a mindset transition around a lot of things that you see in our secular world online and the way you evaluate what you see influencers and even maybe friends and family members putting out into the universe and the world that maybe isn't aligned with your values, but you don't even realize it yet. So without further ado... I'm going to welcome Judy Weber to the Robin Graham show. Judy. Thank you. And thank you so much, Robin. And I welcome Robin to the Joyful Scaling podcast. I love this. I've done this once before, probably a year and a half ago. And I just love Robin. Let Let me let Robin in on a little secret that I don't know that she knows. When I lived in Pennsylvania, and I started my entrepreneur, my most recent coaching entrepreneurship venture back in 2017. Or was it 2016? I found Robin. She at the time was this incredible brand photographer. And I just said, oh my gosh. And so then somehow I lost touch with her. Like something happened. I don't know. And as she said, this year we reconnected. And so this is going to be a phenomenal joint conversation, joint episode collab, a conversation about God, faith, the impossible, because you know, I always love to pursue the impossible because it truly is possible in Christ. And we're really going to talk about the hard issues about being a Christian who loves Jesus and is ambitious and has big goals in mind, not only with impact, but also with dollars. And then we want to do this unapologetically. So with that, by way of background, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Where should we start? Do we want to start with money and then go into discernment? I'm kind of thinking that might have a nice flow. What do you think? Sounds great. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
So you guys, I was listening to Judy's show when I was recently in Florida for Thanksgiving and walking the dog. And I listened to the show twice, maybe even three times, but it was so good. So, so good because at the end of the day, so many of us, and I think Christian women, especially have been raised to think that money is the root of all evil. And the reality is that money is not the root of all evil. But what is the root of all evil, Judy? It is the love of money. And that is what scripture says. That's right. And so it's funny because, and I have to admit, even I have a little bit of something there. You know, when I think about I'm on my way to a million bucks annually, I'm just like, first of all, because I was raised dirt poor, it's like, yeah, I live my mantra, pursuing the impossible. But there's like this thing. It's like, is it really okay for me? to make it and even have the dream to make it that amount of money. But then I have to say, okay, that might be just a stumbling block because of the messages I received as a child. Money doesn't grow on trees. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Rich people don't like people. They're, they're mean, they're ugly, don't go near them, blah, blah, you know, all that. But then there's this thing where I look at the Proverbs 31 woman. And she was a serial entrepreneur. She did so many things. Read it, ladies, if you haven't read it in a while. And the Bible says that she was this wife of noble character. And the Bible specifically says she was profitable. So, and also she was generous and Mm -hmm. she loved her husband. She was a great mom, all these things. So with that, then it brings me back to reality to say, you know what? As long as the Lord God Almighty is my focus. As long as I do, I'm obedient to what he tells me to do as a follower of Christ, then, you know, hey, I've got expertise. I've got knowledge. I'm helping people. I'm helping women get to places they never thought they could get. And so if I'm giving them high value, then it's not bad for me to, you know, demand high value in return. So I don't know. That's a, what do you think about that, Robin? What are your thoughts that come up? So I love it. And I love that you brought up the Proverbs 31 woman, because I just did, I think it was episode 141, an entire episode on her. And she was an entrepreneur and her heart was in such a good place, but she was profitable. And then she reinvested her profits into other businesses. Like there was Mm -hmm. one of the verses, I can't remember which one talks about how she, her earnings, and she put that into the, like making wine that she reinvested so that she could continue to help. But she came from a place of love. She came from a place of obedience and she came from a place of service. And Mm -hmm. I think if we can take that approach to making money in our businesses, then we have an opportunity to not only open up the doors for success, but serve on an obedient level to Christ and what he's calling us to do. I think we often lose sight of what our calling is and that if we have something on our heart, that's the Holy Spirit kind of pushing us and nudging us. And at the same time, someone out there has this need that their heart is saying, or the Holy Spirit is telling them, like, this is what you need to have help with. This is what the problem is you have we can come together and then we can solve that problem for them. But we Mm -hmm. have to come from that place of obedience and service first. And that's exactly what the Proverbs 31 woman did. Wow. I love that. And and as you were talking, Robin, I was thinking, okay, what are, what am I hearing from ladies, ladies, even already making six figures and multi six figures, but they've kind of reached this plateau. There's like this block in front of them. And so what came up for me just now is I hear a lot of them say, but I can't do that. Or I shouldn't do that. And so what was the focus of that sentence? I. 
And so, you know, I'm firm on this one. I self is the root of all evil. That is okay. The love of money is the root of all evil, but think about every sin. It starts with self. If you lie, you're trying to protect yourself. If you kill, you know, you're trying to protect yourself, I guess, right? If you're intentionally trying to kill something like a bad guy, like a mafia guy, for example. Um, if you commit adultery, it's self, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm going to feel good for a half a second, right? So instead of the I can't or I shouldn't, let's get the focus off of us. And it's on what you said, service. Think about God gave us and blessed us with, like you're a doctorate for God's sakes. You're a doctor of, you have a doctorate degree for heaven's sakes. You have all this life and education and work experience as I do. So if we don't share all that awesomeness that God gave to us, if we keep it to ourselves, it's kind of like the, the parable of the talents. You know, God, what did he say to the one that buried the talent? Oh, you're a wicked servant. Like go, you know, as opposed to well done, you know, good and faithful servant. And so I think we need to stop saying, I can't, I shouldn't, and worrying about us because really we think we're being godly and saying that. But as I was thinking this through, I don't think we are. I think we have to look at the other people and say, if I don't step out and do that scary thing, the new thing that I've never done before by really going big in my business and allowing myself to dream big and trust God to show me the way um, where I should pull back, where I should go forward. If we don't do that in service to others, heck with us losing out, they're losing out. And is that really what God wanted at the end of the day? I don't think so. No. And I agree 100%. We're doing a disservice to everyone and we're not following God's calling. So at the end of the day, that's a sin in and of itself. Right. And let me tell you, I don't need to add to my list of sins. (laughs) (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) They, they, They happen enough. No, I love this so much. Let me just preface this. I don't like when people say, oh, you deserve that. Oh, you deserve that. I don't deserve anything. Every single thing I have comes from God. Every blessing I have is a blessing from above. He has blessed me with an incredible husband who loves me, adores me, is faithful to me, works incredibly hard to provide for us. I have three amazing kids. I have extended family. I have incredible friends. I have people like you coming into my life just out of the blue, Judy. And all of those blessings are their gifts. I didn't deserve them. Am I worthy of them? Yes, because Christ says I'm worthy of them and I'm worthy of his love. And if I reflect back on being worthy of Christ's love, I, I believe I'm worthy of being reimbursed for the gifts that he's given me that I'm sharing. Mm. Yes. And our journeys are such that we have had the experiences we've had. And I believe we have them so that we can then help others who are going through those same experiences a year, six years, 10 years later than what we're going, we went through them. And I like the example of when my father passed away, I was so devastated. I loved him dearly. And it was one of those things where have you ever said to someone, Oh, I know what you're going through. And I think I had probably said that way too many times when I had no clue because maybe I had an inkling but I had never actually experienced that exact thing that I was referencing. Whereas when my father died and he suffered from cancer and I was living a thousand miles away, I had two toddlers and I was trying to go back and forth and all of these things. And people would say to me, Oh, I know exactly how you're feeling. And I was thinking to myself, but 
did your father have cancer? Did he live a thousand miles away? Did he die? And, you know, no, of course, the answer to all of that was no. But what I learned from that experience was number one, never to say, oh, I know how you're feeling. But number two, that I went through that experience because quickly after that, my friends started losing their parents or older siblings. Mm. I was able to then help them and serve them. And so your entrepreneurial journey is just like that. Every experience you've had to get to where you are today, whether it's making $50,000 a year, $500,000 a year, or $5 million a year, it does not matter. Every experience you've had to get to where you are today, God gave those experiences to you so that you can then take those experiences and serve someone else. Amen. I love that. Wow. What a powerful story. And it's those real life examples that really help us to remember and draw this point home. So thank you so much for sharing. I don't deserve anything. I deserve death, but for Christ, but in him, and this is where we really have to look ladies. It's our identity in Christ. So it's not self. I can't stand when they say I'm self-made. Really? Did you create yourself in your mother's womb? (laughs) Really? Wow. Did you give yourself your brain? No, I'm not self-made and I don't deserve anything, but That's not to say that I am not going to continue in my calling, as you said, to lead women who are super ambitious, as I've always been by God's grace, and really want to do big things. It's not just about the money. Primarily, it's about impact. The money will will flow from the impact. And so to me, the issue of, but I don't deserve it, Judy, and I shouldn't, you know, they're thinking, uh, you know, dream so big. Hold on a second. It all goes back to your identity your identity in Christ. Who did he make me to be? Are we having those conversations? Lord, who am I in you? Right. Um, one of the things my mom used to always drill home. She was so good. I mean, because of her, she is, was the matriarch of the family. My father believed, but mom was the one that always talked about it. And she would say, Judy, where much is given, much is expected. What are you going to do? God gave you a lot. He gave you a brain. He gave you, you know, this big heart. What are you going to do with it? And so ladies, whenever we say, oh, golly, but I can't dream that big. Why not go to God, go to the source, the real source, none of this universe crap, but we're talking about the real thing, the way, the truth and and the life, Jesus Christ and say, who am I in you? Is this what you would have me to do? And as long as you're having those daily and multi times a day conversations with him, then you're going to walk that straight and narrow and do those crazy, impossible, quote unquote, things. And you'll blow your own mind on the impact and the results. I love that you said that. And I think if we are following our calling and listening to the Holy Spirit guide us and putting these ideas in our head, and if you sit quietly, I have never been good at meditating, but just recently in the past, I don't know, several months I've started, but I, I do this call. It's an app on Spotify. I found it, but it's called abide in Christ. I think meditations and they're like 15 minutes. So they're very, you know, easily accessible, easily to do. I sometimes will just do them in the bathtub, (laughs) but uh, you know what? I'm totally relaxed. We're so efficient, aren't we? As women. (laughs) I love it. I know. I'm like, Oh shoot, I'm naked. Is this like inappropriate? But I don't care because that's when I can focus, right? Anyway, but it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will give you downloads when you give yourself that grace to just shut off and relax and be guided. And mm-hmm. I think that's the key is to be guided, but to be guided in a discerning way that allows you to know that when you're being guided, you're being guided by God, not by secular society. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where we have, I think that's where so many of these conflicting messages come from. The I can'ts, the I shoulds and all of these things, because we're looking at other people 
And these are people, they are not God. They are people who Mm -hmm. are doing things and saying things, but if they aren't aligned in Christ, then why are we listening to them? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think they, Judy, you said it, and I'll let you elaborate on this. But when you were talking about these like kingdompreneurs and, and these people that are, that are saying one thing, but yet their messaging is not aligned with that. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about manifestation. And this is a pet peeve of mine. And I, I really haven't spoken out about this um, on the podcast before, but not yet, I, not no. yet, but here we come, <laughs> right? And and I, it's so refreshing to know that you are on the same page as me with this because I, I don't believe I can do anything or bring anything into my life by myself. I do believe my thoughts are going to create my results. I do mm-hmm. believe I have to have an abundance mindset. But that abundance mindset means I am open to accepting the gifts that God's got prepared for me. Mm-hmm. I'm open to receive the joy that is available to me if I want to tap into it. Yep. And those are decisions I have to make, but they're decisions I can make on Christ, not on my own heart, my own brain, my own doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have to take action to make anything happen and to have an impact. Action is very important. We can't mm-hmm. sit stagnant, but at the same time, I can't create a hundred thousand dollars. I can't create 20 clients. Like I can't bring those things to fruition without the help on of your God. own. That's right. Exactly. Amen. Without yeah. the help of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Um, before we get into this deep discussion, I want to say something funny. When you were talking about the appropriate thing about being naked, do you know that when I was going through hell in my life, um, before I got divorced, um, by the father of my children, my prayer room was my bathroom and I would sit on the toilet. So sorry if that's a little TMI, but it's so funny because <laughs> You know, it is what it is. So if that's inappropriate, right. I don't think God, I really don't think God minds where we are as long as we come to him. <laughs> Honestly. And if you think about it, I mean, he knew us before we were even in the womb. So, I, I mean, he's seen it all. He's <laughs> <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's talk about this. This is so good. First of all, I love what you said about your thoughts, create your results. And uh, I will tell you in the early years of entrepreneurship, I started back in 03 with my very first thing. I was an interior decorator. And at the time my baby was two, I have three boys, my baby, he was like my little design assistant. Um, and that was such a fun time. And he is my entrepreneurial kid come to imagine. Cause so I wonder if that had something to do with it because he followed mommy around. Right. So anyway, but um, where was I going with that? Oh, so I used to think mindset was a bunch of bunk because a lot of the mindset out there has to do with manifestation, speak it out to the universe, capital U, which hello, it's not a person. So no, it's not, it's the creator, not the creation. Um, You know, so they're like, oh, you know, mindset was always based upon this notion of speak it out to the universe and it shall be. Well, Jesus Christ spoke it to the universe and created it because he is the almighty. He is God. Hallelujah. And so, so that's very different than if I speak, although our words do have power, especially when we're in Christ, because, um, you know, we have the Holy spirit in us, but our thoughts, people always start with thoughts, but actually your thoughts come from your belief system. That's the foundation. And so, you know, when we have these thoughts that aren't in alignment with what we say we believe and what we really do believe, Jesus Christ is Lord and with him I can do anything, but there's somehow this disconnect sometimes between that belief and our thoughts. 
And so that is when we have to hold every thought captive as unto Christ and say, wait a minute, that thought just popped into my head that said, I can't do something. Would the Lord Jesus Christ tell me that? Or is it really a spear of the enemy? Right. Because the enemy sees that I'm getting closer to Christ. The enemy sees that I am walking in my purpose. And so he wants to take me off course. So that is where, you know, the thought, yes, but we got to go back to Philippians 4 8. God gave us an exclusive list of things to think about right, true, noble, pure, admirable, lovely, excellent, or praiseworthy. If the thought isn't that, knock it out. So I just want to say that because that's, that's powerful. Too many times we, we believe our thoughts, our thought is just a thought. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to go by what does God say about that thought? And so on this issue of kingdompreneurs, you know, I always tell my clients, look, Jesus is front facing on my business, but he doesn't have to be just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you have to be. I am a Christian this. I am a Christian that. Right. We will walk a certain way that should look different than non-Christians. But, you know, I liken some uh, kingdompreneurs, which I don't even understand kingdom. I mean, we're all looking to expand God's kingdom, but I would never call myself a kingdompreneur. And here's why, because most, if not all of the kingdompreneurs that I see out there, I liken them to Joel Osteen. I personally don't, I don't really like Joel Osteen as a pulpit man, as a man of God, because he seems awfully worldly to me. He seems awfully secular to me and to make him seem, and again, I, you might say I'm being judgmental, but you see, I'm being discerning because I'm listening to what the man says and I'm bumping it up against the Bible and what I know to be true in Christ. And a lot of what he's saying sounds awfully like it's wrapped up, um, you know, worldly stuff like universal universe stuff that occasionally let's throw in a Bible verse just to sound right. And I could name, but I won't, several kingdompreneurs who throw around a Bible verse here and there, but really the substance of what they're saying seems to be more grounded in the world, i.e. the enemy, than in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure I'm going to get backlash from this, but I'm fine with that. You see, because I'm standing strong for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so whether you are front facing with Christ on your brand or not, We really have to make sure that we don't step into worldly stuff. I'll give you a quick example. In my 20s, I would go dancing four or five nights a week. Most of it was purely on the dance floor, sweating my butt off, loving the music (laughs) and the lights. I love the club atmosphere. Everybody that knows me knows that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But there's certain music. I will not listen to again. And it was so awesome when I was coming to Christ where the Holy spirit, as he was working in me um, and he would say, Judy, why are you listening to this? You know? So I, 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 every listener here, what are you listening to in the way of music? Or what are you watching on television? What are you watching in the way of movies? What are you listening to in the way of podcasts? What are you following in the way of, you know, uh, social accounts? Are they aligned with the Lord? You know, are you following a woman who every picture she has her boob sticking out? I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll be honest. Confession time. Part of that is jealousy because I'm flat chested. But anyway, no, the reality is that's not that's not going to be a model of someone that I want to become. And I don't care how much money she makes. Certainly. Who cares? Right. But there are people out there, Christians who are walking kind of on the fence. They kind of have, they seem to have one foot in the world and one foot in Christ, but you can't. What did Jesus say about that to the lukewarms? I'm going to vomit. I'm going to spit Spit you out of my mouth. So I'm going to wrap this up and hear your thoughts on this. But 
What I'm trying to say is we need to be discerning. And I used to tell my boys this when they were little, ever since they were like toddlers, I would say, babies, do not accept what anybody says as gospel truth, except the gospel itself. If mommy says something, or if a teacher at school certainly says something, thank God I said this to them ever since they were little, don't take anything at face value, even the man in the pulpit. You've got to say, hmm, what do I know about the Bible? What do I know that Jesus said? Um, What did God tell me in the Bible? And does this really make sense in that? And I want to tell you where this came from. I very much as a young girl valued education. And my mom graduated high school, but she didn't go beyond. My dad quit in sixth grade to take care of, there were depression babies to take care of the family, right? And so I'll tell you, I'm ashamed of this, but I used to think my parents were stupid. Mm -hmm. And so I I was raised in the church, but I feel like I kind of idolized the brain and I idolized knowledge and wisdom and education. And so if a teacher said something, I accepted it. Well, except I didn't, I never accepted the big bang nonsense. So I guess I, you know, only certain things, Yeah, but, but I, I really, I just want everybody out there to understand that we are called to be discerning and discerning really means judgment, but not judgment to condemnation, meaning I don't like them or I will not be kind to them, but more judgment saying, I cannot listen to that. I cannot see that, that magazine, that book, I need to protect my heart and my mind and hold everything thought captive to Christ so that I don't go down a wrong path. Because if you go down the wrong path by 1%, ultimately, you know, you're going to be taken away from the Lord, which is a very, very, very bad thing. I'm sorry. I went too long, but it's it's fine. And it's so funny. The similarities we have. So my mother um, had me at 17. My dad was 23 and he, he went to trade school. He had a football college football scholarship to college and didn't go. He wanted to do what his father did, which was be a journeyman lineman for the power company. So that's what Mm -hmm. he did. And then my mom wanted to go to art school, but then she got pregnant with me. So her dreams were kind of shattered, right? So we grew up so similarly, but my whole mission was to go to college, to get an education. That was going to be my way out of the tiny little town that we lived in. And that middle to lower middle class environment that we grew up in. I didn't want to have any restrictions or, or, um, disabilities per se on based on financial status. Like that's, and I saw education as my way out of that and I was going to do it whether it killed me. So we have that in common. I love that. So much of our stories are, are, are so aligned, but I agree 100% that we all, I think, fall into that trap of this is what's going to get me out of this. This is what's going to take care of me. This is what's going to be the answer. And you pick up a book and I'm guilty of it. Just recently, I picked up a book by um, Grant Cordone and I started reading it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I do not need to do 10 times more. I am doing plenty. And my whole mission is to not do more. So, but so it's, it's letting these outside influences take over our thoughts and our actions, which then take us down that path away from Christ versus leaning into him and the knowledge that he's already given us. We just have to look at that and remember that first and foremost, then let all of these other things and all these other things people are saying and doing online 
be our influencers. Christ is ultimately the only influence that matters. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, so many times the worldly, you know, these woo-woo coaches out there and these influencers, they say, you got everything you need inside of you. And it's true, but they miss the main point. You have everything you need inside of you when you have the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that's offensive to anybody listening, sorry, not sorry, but in love, I want to say to you, um, you know, I, I pray that the Lord God, if you don't know him, is 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 trying to get your attention. And maybe this is the episode where he's trying to get your attention, mm-hmm. that he is the way, the truth, the life. And, and yes, it is a narrow path, but yet he wants to welcome everybody into the family. He is inclusive, but you have to do it his way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we do have everything we need inside of us because he gave it to us. And when we follow him, he's going to open the way. I'm telling you, Robin, he has downloaded to me my joyful scaling methodology. He has downloaded to me so many nuggets of wisdom. I mean, 2022, I'm only going harder and deeper as his daughter. Mm-hmm. Because I'm 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 done even holding back a little bit on the fact that he is my Lord and Savior. And he is the reason why I've been able to achieve anything and everything that I ever have. Absolutely. And and I feel the same way because I feel like I was so afraid of being canceled. I was so afraid of people not liking me or not wanting to be around me because I was a Christian or because that my my business is founded on that. And in January of 2021, a client reached out to me, and this was actually for at first branding photography and second for coaching. And she reached out to me and she said, I saw that you're a Christian woman. And that brought me in to call you. She was, I was looking for someone who was a Christian businesswoman that I could work with. I'm like, okay, so that's a good thing. I have that on my website. Cause that was intimidating to me to put that on my website. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, that was kind of this launching pad for me for 2021, where I decided that those devotions and journaling I did every morning were going to become deeper. Now they're Mm -hmm. going to be done at nighttime too. And I'm going to start depending on God. I'm not going to depend on all these earthly features and factors and tools and kits. I'm going to go back to the basics with what I know is inside of me and with who I know is guiding me. And that is how my book came to fruition. Like if I had not been listening and and let me tell you, that book was on my heart for years and I sat on it and it's very vulnerable. It's my story from, you know, childhood on, I tell some not so pretty stories in there about my life and about my, my parents, you know, and, and nothing bad about my parents, but just the decisions they made in parenting that in their lives that affected me and affected my sisters. And you know, I love them dearly and I will never, ever, ever take that back. But I think we all go through, like I said, at the very beginning, these experiences in life that we're meant to take and then serve and use them to help other people. And if Mm -hmm. we aren't willing to listen and act and take on that vulnerability that is, that is necessary to act Mm -hmm. and then accept the grace that goes along with doing so, we're not going to do what we've been called to do. Yeah. I love it. You know, I'm in everything you said there. It's like, to your point, simplicity. Yes. Simplicity. I'm 56. I am closer to not to be morbid, but I'm closer to death than birth, I believe. Right. (laughs) So, so to me, I'm just like, okay, 
um, to, and I'm even more emphatic about my clients and my followers, stop downloading you know, all the freebies and go to God. He is the biggest strategist. He is the best strategist. He Nobody has his brain. And just trust that he's going to tell you what you need to know and what you need to do and just follow it. And I think you'll be amazed at how quickly you flourish, you know, when you get back to the basics. And it's so funny. I just yesterday did a masterclass, Lee Jen Made Simple. And where I really talk about the big lie that um, the gurus are telling us, it relates to tech. And then the three things you need to focus on to really get your marketing going. That's it. It's three. So if anybody wants the link to that, you know, just DM me at Judy Weber Co. I'm happy to do it. And I guess we'll we'll do it in the in the I'll share it in the show notes for this one. Yeah, absolutely. But it's simplicity. You don't need all the crap that these worldly gurus are pushing on you. Tech is not the be all end all. At the end of the day, business is people. If you're listening to this podcast right now, it's probably because you love Robin or you love me, not because of who we are, but who we are in Christ. And the message is that we speak out of love and service to you. So that's really, that's all you need really to be successful in business. Have that heart. And I love what you said in the beginning, Robin, love, obedience, service. I, I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to say like, <laughs> this is kind of funny that you love that. I said that because remember we were talking at the very beginning and we were like, well, what do, how are we going to do this? What are we going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't know. Holy spirit activate because. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that's exactly what happened because Judy, we dropped some major, um, value, but, um, like just incredible nuggets of, of guidance for people who are maybe on the fence of whether or not faith is important to them or whether or not they know Jesus and whether or not they want to have a relationship with him. But I would encourage anyone that is curious about faith or is curious about, um, you know, building your business on faith in Christ, reach out to, to Judy or I, either one of us would be happy to have that conversation with you and, and give you some guidance and maybe even give you some scripture verses that could help you or calm you or guide you. But I think the most important thing is that it's not religion. It's not spiritual. It's relationship. And until we have relationship, we can't move forward. We can't get off the couch and take the intentional action. So I just want to encourage you that there's a lot of surface things that are being stated um, in our world today that that aren't necessarily true. And that's where this discernment that Judy talked so gracefully about comes into play. So you can look at it as judgment or you can look at it as discernment. I think they're almost one in the same, as long as you're not condemning the person that you are discerning. Right. And that you're loving them, like I said. So here's one quick example, and then we'll wrap up here. We were talking about earlier about um, the example of homosexuality, you know, where the Christian faith says that is wrong. And there are some Christians out there, some people who call themselves Christians, and they may be, I can't judge their heart, only the Lord can, who would say, um, you know, homosexuals, aren't going to get to heaven. They've sinned and therefore they're not. I have a couple of cousins who are homosexuals and the one I don't know, um, but the one I do know, he's a beautiful man and I pray for his salvation. Um, so it's the issue of, I discern, I judge that conduct as not godly 
but that doesn't mean I hate them. That doesn't mean I bash them. That means I love them. And I'm going to speak truth to them to see if they can come around because ladies, sin is sin. So if you lied yesterday, and I just use that as an example, or if you swear, then that's as bad a sin as killing or, um, or as being homosexual. And it doesn't feel like that because it, everybody swears, don't they? Or, you know, I don't know what it is, but, but the point is we all sin. So whether you do the easy, simple, like no big deal, quote unquote, sin of swearing or the big sin of killing or whatever, really, we have to understand what Jesus said. When we have a bad thought, we've committed the act. So, you know, so I just want to impress upon you because when you said gracefully, I explained it. I want to make sure that everybody knows I love people like, and the older I get and the more mature in Christ that I get, that love is just more, it's just more and more. And so, um, the most wonderful thing is if, when you sin, the Holy spirit is calling you out on it. It's a beautiful thing. Don't look at it as saying, oh, I'm, I'm a poopy because I did this and I'm a loser. No, no, no. When God catches me in that and he goes, Judy, did you just say that? Did you just think that? Did you just do that? What I do is I feel the remorse and I immediately say, thank you, God, because your word says you will only discipline those you love. So thank you, God, that you're not giving up on me. Thank you, God, that you called me out on that. Help me, Lord. To, to change my mind or to change my thought or to change my action, to be more in line with what you call me to be. So I just want to impress upon that. Everything I do comes from a place of love because as Robin said, Christ is love. It's about relationship, religion, you know, that's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> it's not, it's relationship. And, and I love that you brought this into to play because at the end of the day, God created all of us and he loves us equally. And it's not our job to judge. It's not our job to criticize. It's not our job to condemn. It's our job to love. And that's it. Mm. God has called us to love one another Mm -hmm. just as he first loved us. And that's how we should be living. So when you come from that place of love and service, success is around the corner. Like God isn't calling us to do things so that we can fail and fall on our face. We may have those experiences, but they're, they're meant for us to learn. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he has called us to love and to serve. And if we follow in those callings, we can achieve that success and we can accept the gifts of payment from those who we've served. Mm-hmm. Yep. Payment in money, payment in joy and satisfaction, looking at the amazing, amazing transformations that our clients get. So yeah, very well said. Well, thank you, Robin. This has been so great. This has been so awesome. much fun. Oh my gosh. I hope <laughs> listeners that you're, you'll come back next week for more. <laughs> yes. Every episode is different. Every episode is unique. This is a pretty deep conversation, but I think it's one that because of where we are in the world today, because of secular society, because of the messages that we are being bombarded with on social media and the news every single day, we have to start discerning what is right, what is true, and take that to heart and not just listen and absorb and believe what others are saying. So I hope that that you did learn from this episode. If you did, please leave both of us a rating and review. That is how more listeners will find our shows and learn from us. Um, we are here to help, to, to serve, to love, and 
and, and really help you make an impact in your business as well, just like we want to do with our businesses. So we're here for you. If you have questions, you know how to reach us. We're both on Instagram. You can DM us. You can also just email us. My email is robin at therobingraham.com. Judy, your email is? Judy Weber Consultancy at gmail.com. That's the so, best one. That's the best one. <laughs> so, so there you have it, ladies. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here, for listening to us, to accepting us, and then going forth and putting your good into the world. Yes. Please don't be a stranger. We would love to hear your feedback on this episode. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, ladies. And we will see you next time. Thanks, Judy. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.